cloud. Recording in progress, that's what I like to hear. Thank you for tuning in to the OIMOP replay. If you are still listening to that podcast, thanks. Uh, those of you here on the live call as well. So just for a couple of minutes, I got my notes open on this book I'm reading by Stephen King. It's called On Writing. I'm like 90% of the way done with it. Really happy, really enjoying it so far. I've, I've seen it recommended like a million times over the years. I actually bought it like a year ago. I'm just now getting through it. And it turns out it's pretty good. It turns out it's pretty good. My uh, buddy Brendan was talking about this just a couple of months ago. It's one of his favorite books on writing and really just, I'm going to argue like any type of creation. It's really good. So I got five or six bullet points, just quotes and takeaways that I kind of want to share right here. I would not argue anybody listening to my voice has heard these things before. So sorry for that. Nothing super unique, but still very valuable. Number one, uh, write with the door closed and then rewrite with the door open. Door closed to your office or study. This is a metaphor, by the way, but you could also do it literally. Write with the door closed at first. And the quote from Stephen is, when you're writing a story, and I'm going to argue when you're creating anything, especially first drafts, you're telling yourself the story first. You're writing for you. You're creating for you. No one else with the door shut. But when you rewrite and when you edit, you are preparing your content to belong to everybody else, i.e. with the door open. The first draft, the first writing, uh, you write it for yourself. You're telling yourself the story. You're creating the content that you would want to create. But when you edit and you go to rewrite, you have to make this mindset shift of this no longer belongs to me. When you create a YouTube video or blog post and you hit publish, it no longer belongs to you. Sorry. But it belongs to anybody who's going to be reading it. And so you need to have them in mind, especially on the rewrite. So don't start with that. Start with it for you, but then rewrite with the doors open. I really like that. I've been thinking about that a lot the past couple of days. Bullet point, numero dos. Oh, wait, one more thing. This isn't in my notes. On the rewrite in the edit phase, Stephen once got the advice to never, ever have the rewrite, the second draft, if you will, longer than the first draft. As in, always try and cut back by 10%. The rewrite should be 90% of the first draft sort of thing. Um, his tendency was to add more stuff and add more stuff and add more stuff. When somebody gave him this advice, he found it more difficult, first of all, but he also found it better. Like cut out, don't necessarily add more. So I like that. Um, bullet point numero dos. Take writing seriously. <laughs> he goes through this early in the book. He says something to, again of like, you know, if you're a hobbyist, that's great. And if you're unsure of yourself, that's fine. That's totally normal. But if you can't take what you do seriously, I can't help you. Like that's what he says in the book. And I really like that. And if I'm being honest, I think if I've learned anything over 10 years of blogging and creating content, it's that it takes a long time to be able to genuinely look at your stuff and the blog posts that you created over the past two days and all that stuff and take it seriously. Not just work harder, but take it seriously. Um, I, I've felt guilty of that all the time. And I, I like that advice. Like, it's the same from Seth Godin, Stephen Pressfield, and all these books. Um, just be a professional. We hear that a lot, right? But just, just take yourself 
take the job seriously. Take the work seriously. Not necessarily take yourself seriously. Take the work seriously. All right, next bullet point. I got three more here. Um, okay, this is a quote directly from Stephen King. It's okay to produce content in the genres you like. If you were a novelist, which we're not, but if you were writing sci-fi, writing mystery, writing romance novels, writing this or that, or creating this type of blog content or this type of post or this listicle or super in-depth how-to, like whatever you kind of gravitate towards. We all kind of gravitate towards some type of content or some genre or some subtopic. We're all kind of drawn to that. And that's okay. That's good. Um, it's okay to produce content in the genres you like and that you follow. It is not okay to turn away from something you love just to impress people, other bloggers, me, anybody, or to make money. So my big takeaway is that we talked about this uh, about a month ago on one of these online impact calls too. We were discussing the podcasters that we follow. We've listened to a lot of podcasts, maybe you do too, or you follow a lot of other bloggers or news outlets or people on Twitter or whatever. Like, who do you actually follow? And what we came up with was the people that we know to be genuine and passionate and sincere about their topics. The point is your readers can tell when you're doing it for the money and your readers can also tell when you're like, it's kind of cookie cutter. Like unless you have a niche site that might work in like a niche site situation where anybody who sees your content is literally just getting answers to questions from Google or something like that. But if you're trying to build any sort of follower base, they can tell when you're in it for the money, they can tell when you're just cookie cutter content. It's okay to produce the content you want. It's okay to produce content like the writers you follow, the bloggers you follow. It's not okay to turn away from a specific topic or genre or style or anything just because you're trying to impress people or just to make money. And again, Stephen says this in the book, and I like it. And that doesn't work anyways. We, especially after time, like after six months or a year, we only really keep following the people that we know are being sincere and authentic and passionate and so on and so forth. I'm going to make that argument. Okay. Just a few more really quick ones. When asked by a reporter a million times, Stephen King has been asked this question. How do you write your novels? What's your methodology? What's your process? How do you write your novels? He always gives the same answer one word at a time. <laughs> and he loves this and he loves talking about it. And it's basically reiterating the fact that you can have strategies, you can have methodologies, you can have systems and processes and God knows I love them. Um, but at the end of the day, nothing substitutes for putting your butt in a chair and then writing and creating one word at a time. Literally, there's no other way to do it. Even technically, there is no other way to do it. Produce your content one word at a time. And it's, it's funny. I was listening to a different podcast completely unrelated to Stephen King or this book or anything an hour ago, two hours ago on the road. And the guest, Anne Lamont, I believe is her name. She's a novelist and women's activist. Um, she said the same thing. She's written books on writing and creating as well. And she kind of said the same thing. She actually calls it bird by bird. Um, I won't tell you the, the story behind it, but what she really means is one word at a time. If you're stuck, 
there's writer's block. Just the next word. If it looks daunting, just do the next word. Just you complete blog post one word at a time. And there's no other way around that. So, all right. See, so uh, I'll do the I'll do the last year. I was going to do one. Uh, this one, also from this podcast, and also from Stephen King's book, inspiration is an illusion. Let me say that again. Inspiration is an illusion. And what we like to think of is that you get inspired for a specific piece of content, or you get inspired for a new strategy you think will work. You get inspired to do this other stuff, and maybe that sometimes happens, but more often than not, it's the other way around. Like we start working on something and then we get inspired. Maybe it's inspired to keep working on that one thing. Maybe it's inspired with a new idea or a new blog post or something, but it's that way, not the other way around. Inspiration really rarely comes first. It's usually when you're already working, you're already putting your butt in the chair and working one word at a time, the inspiration strikes for a new topic, a new piece of content, a new strategy, or whatever it is. Here's, uh, inspiration is an illusion. I like that a lot. That's also straight out of Seth Godin's stuff and Stephen Pressfield and a bunch of other people. All right, last one. And this one, Stephen King says in the book, but I also just kind of gathered on my own, listening to his backstory. And that is this. This is for writers. Read a lot, write a lot. Read a lot, write a lot. For YouTubers, watch a lot of videos, make a lot of videos. That's funny. Um, my friend Nick True and I were boxing each other a week or two ago, and we we're talking about consistency. And I was like, I don't, I don't think I need to do videos once a week anymore. Like, I don't, I don't think I have a problem skipping a week or two here and there. And he reminded me that half the reason we preach consistency in your blog post. Five times a week, great. It's once a week, great. Got to be consistent. Half of the reason that really is recommended is because we, people who say that, are trying to get you better at your craft. And we're trying to get you used to deadlines and used to creating consistently. Not just publishing consistently, but creating consistently. That's half the reason people say that. Consistency is important. Consistency is king. Um. And the way Stephen puts it is read a lot, write a lot. If you're a podcaster, listen to a lot of podcasts from podcasters you like, podcasters you don't like. See what they do. And the more you can read a lot, write a lot, the better you're going to get. Write every single day. Stephen King has written 2,000 words a day for like 45 years or something. And he says, it's the same thing everybody says, like half the time is total crap. And some days it takes him an hour. It's just smooth sailing. And other days it takes him eight hours because he can't figure it out. But he does it one word at a time. And he writes every day. And he reads 80 to 100 books a year, which kind of blows my mind, personally. Read a lot, write a lot. And, man, people love to kind of throw that around. But I just wanted to underscore how important that is. Um, that's only been in the past couple of weeks that I've been watching more YouTube myself not just to goof off and kill time, but I specifically study other YouTubers. And I do a lot. I, I watch at least a couple of YouTube videos a day, um, just randomly from creators I, I like. Read a lot, write a lot. That's it. Okay. I recommend it. It's called On Writing by Stephen King. It's 
it's really good. It's so easy to read and or listen to. Do the audio book. He really is a great writer himself. Um, that's really good. I recommend it. On writing by Stephen King. Also, go Google the word adverb and then remove them from all of your blog posts. Adverbs. Adverbs. Adverbs bad. Um, if you've ever used the Hemingway app to try and get your writing more clear, that's one of the things it looks like. It looks at like adverbs. Use less of them. Anyway. All right. I'm going to stop the recording. Thank you for listening. Those who did on the replay, hang out for a couple more minutes here live. Just chit chat it up. And uh, I'll see you guys next time.